Hello and welcome to the Curator Salon podcast. Today, my guest is Ellie Milan from Milan Art Institute. Welcome, Ellie. Thank you. I'm super happy to be here. I'm excited to have you here as well and talk about the Milan Art Institute, which I always thought was actually in Milan, but apparently you are in Florida. Is that right? Yeah, we are located in Sarasota, Florida. So Milan is actually your name, not the location. Right. Yeah, that's my last name. A lot of people think it's in Milan, Italy, and uh, yeah, and they'll email us and, you know, want to drop by and it's, it's pretty funny. So tell me, tell me a bit more about your background, and then I'd really like you to tell us about uh, the Milan Art Institute itself. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I'm married um, to another artist. His name's John, and uh, we have four kids together. They're all grown, and they're all professional artists, uh, so a whole art family. And I got my start uh, right out of high school. So I went to Savannah College of Art and Design and then transferred to University of Georgia. And I worked as a bank teller for one year uh, after I graduated and kind of moonlighted as an artist where I would paint on the weekends and then I would try to get my artwork in anywhere I could in cafes, restaurants, uh, that kind of thing. And So a lady from Atlanta who owned a a decor art company uh, saw my art in a restaurant, uh, an art show I was having, and she invited me down for an interview and basically uh, was paying me a salary along with a few other artists to sit in a studio all day and paint. And uh, so we were paid a salary and then we produced art, um, probably about six to eight paintings a week. And, um, she, and then she would sell them and obviously she would sell them for more than she was paying us. And so I did that for a year and then I kind of figured out how to go out on my own, uh, and start my own art business from that point. And I, my whole world kind of opened up to, you know, the kind of art that was that, that could sell very easily in the, in the decor market. And so So that's how I got my start Um, and basically have uh, been a professional artist since 1996. That's when all that happened Um, and have been selling my art ever since. And then in 2010, uh, I opened the school uh, with the intent of helping other artists make a living um, selling their art professionally. That's amazing. When you started uh, when you were training under the, the consultant lady, did she kind of direct what you should be making and things like that? Or were you, was that kind of much more free form for you to do as you wished? Um, she, she definitely had some boundaries. Um, and I could kind of see uh, based on what the other artists were doing. And they helped me a lot. And um, so like one girl was doing uh, these like floral, um, you know, botanical, uh, that was kind of her realm and her, her niche was, was botanical. So I, I had to stay away from botanicals and she wanted to help me find my own. And at the time, this is, you know, in the nineties, uh, what was popular was this sort of, um, Greek Roman classical architecture. And so I did these, you know, basically, 
architectural paintings um, with kind of a montage or or um, a jumble of of you know architectural elements um, and and statues and you know a lot of classical you know kind of kind of imagery and that's what she started selling right away so because she was selling it right away uh, I um, I just had to keep painting that so you basically painted what sold you know, and so you could experiment a little bit. And I did some experiments, I experimented with abstract and it was a little bit ahead of its time for the decor market and, um, didn't sell real well. So we, you know, go back and do the architectural things, but yeah, she, she had some boundaries and the boundary was, you know, it had to sell. I love that though. It's, it's very uh, specific, isn't it? But I think that's really, um, I, I don't know. I just think it's great that she'd actually found a very particular kind of decor market, um, as her audience as well, which is, you know, a little bit different to, you know, just general art fair scene, which was, of course, very different back in the 90s anyway. And then when you started uh, selling your work, you branched out on your own. Was that all your work you were selling or was that, again, you were inviting in other people? Um, yeah, I, it was still, uh, you know, decorative art. And there, the goal in decorative art is to be as well-versed as possible and create variety so almost like lines of work. Um, so it could, in the end, look like, you know, 10 different artists did it. And nobody's really associating your name, your brand, um, your heart, your messaging with your art. That's, that's they're, they are decorating a room, a restaurant, an office, a bank, a hotel. Uh, and they really just are out for, does it evoke a mood and um, elevate the room. And so the idea of selling a lot of art in the decor market is to create things that help people um, escape or go somewhere and and kind of play into what's going on in the rest of the room or the point. So if it's a corporate job or a hospital, if it's it's you know in the waiting room in the hospital, you you know want to use a lot of greens and everything's relaxing it's paths that lead into the distance there's a future you know you have to sort of think empathetically for the audience you know what you're making um whereas you know if it's kitchen art for the home you know at the time it was roosters and food still lifes and avocados and things like that so um you know wine um so you you definitely were thinking about the space versus your message. You you had a message, um, but the message was you know for the space and and the people that were occupying that space. So it's it's very different than collectible art. Uh, I got into collectible art later and sort of um, transitioned, but initially it was it was um, creating for spaces. And, um, and so the reps and different wholesalers and people I worked with would kind of give me insight into what those spaces are. And they would say, you know, I need some transitional landscapes, uh, nothing very traditional, but nothing too contemporary, something in between, you know, um, because I have a lot of people that want landscapes and something that, that is easy on the eyes, but they want to feel like they're posh and they're, you know, up to date and, and have something contemporary. So, um, so, you know, that was kind of the direction, you know, I would get, and I, I, it was up to me to, um, you know, figure it out so that the art would sell. 
Love that story. Thanks so much for sharing. Um, so taking us to the starting of the art school, what was your vision for art school when you started, when you founded the Milan Art Institute? Yeah, um, well, uh, so between my husband and I, we had sold a lot of artwork. And um, actually, by this point, we had sold uh, close to 10,000 pieces of art. And so a lot of artists would um, message us, uh, you know, how are you doing it? Will you help me? Um, artists that we would meet um, just in our community, you know, wanted to know how we were doing it and, you know, could we help them? And it just seemed to be getting more and more over the years. And we wanted to help. We tried. We worked with a few artists just kind of one-on-one. -on -one. We even had a few artists um, as assistants along the way, but we never had this sort of platform or venue or um, organized method to to teach and train artists. So um, it kind of happened because we moved to a property that had a giant multi-purpose building um, on this property. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, it's my dream studio. And, uh, but as, as we were, you know, trying to get the money together to finish out this building, um, it became really evident that it was what was supposed to happen was opening the school. And um, so it kind of felt more like a calling or a, um, a mandate of sorts versus or an assignment than it was um, a choice that, that we made, you know, for us. And, and so uh, anyway, all the pieces really fit together. And so that's how we opened the school. And at first I was, I was just super inexperienced. I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, I just kind of taught, you know, little old ladies that, you know, were too tight with watercolor and wanted to experiment with mixed media and being loose and, or learn how to oil paint. And uh, so a lot of the initial classes were about just breaking free of control and, you know, painting more intuitively, um, you know, trusting your gut. And what I found is, is these, you know, older women, which was mostly who was taking the class, people who were retired and knew how to paint realistically and really tight, but they didn't know how to loosen up and really express themselves and stepping into that they would cry and they would, you know, come undone and just be a little bit of an emotional mess. And, um, and it was like, they were touching something from a long time ago that they hadn't dealt with in a long time. And it really opened up some things that were deep in them. And it was really interesting to watch. And I think it was the training I got, um, in how to teach art and what people navigate through as they're learning and a lot of that is giving up control and being willing to make something ugly until it's beautiful. Um, you know, having that middle stage or that ugly stage um, instead of finishing one square inch at a time, um, which is a huge, you know, that's what most people do when they, when they, you know, first start learning or, or painting. And um, so eventually, you know, we finally got it after I would say it took about three years um, to the point where we were attracting people that really wanted a career and, um, and, and then got our programs together 
Um, so in 2014, so that was four years later, we launched the mastery program. So that was a, a and we still teach that today, uh, a one-year program that teaches artists um, everything they need to know from skills in oil painting, mixed media, drawing, um, to finding their voice, which is a huge part of it, and knowing, you know, being able to really uh, create a style or or identify what their style is and and make that cohesive and consistent in a process and uh, and then, you know, move into uh, producing a, a cohesive body of work or a portfolio and then knowing how to market brand um, um, and, and create a marketing strategy for that and sell and promote um, their art and basically build an art business. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how the school came about. It it, it sort of evolved, um, you know, and now it's online, you know, at at first it wasn't, it was, everything was in person. You had to come to the school physically, but we started to get going to ask you about it being online. Was that a thing, something that happened during COVID or were you already moving right to that? Yeah. It was before COVID. Um, we, because I could only teach in the mastery cro- program about twenty-five students a year, because uh, I I taught them all myself, and um, my daughter helped me a little bit, Dimitra, and it just wasn't enough of me to go around basically. And so we started to have people that were relocating from as far as uh, far away as Australia or the UK or um, you know California or whatever, and they would. They would relocate to, to Arizona. And um, and then there were so many people writing to us, um, you know, from India and um, all over Europe and, and saying, you know, I wish I could take the mastery program. Are you ever going to bring it online? And so in 2018, we uh, brought it, you know, we produced it to be online and opened it up. And then we realized that people actually were learning better online uh, than in person. So we stopped teaching in person uh, the mastery program and we only teach it online. That's amazing. Yeah. What, um, a couple of questions, like what sort of level of artists are you attracting now? Are they complete beginners or are they already similar to that very original audience you had where they already have some training and competency, but now they're just coming to develop their skills? Yeah. So because so much of our content is very like anti elitist, you know, art establishment system and it's, it, it, you know, we don't um, pre-qualify anyone. Passion is the qualifier, you know, willing to put in the work is the qualifier, not a talent or a portfolio. So we don't, we don't care what you've done before. Um, And so that makes it where, we and we have so many stories of people that have graduated that have never touched paint in their entire life, never drawn, don't know anything about anything, but they felt this sudden urgency to create and to paint and to step into the an actual uh, profession as an artist. And they would even say, "I can't explain it. It's illogical. Like, why at age you know forty five am I wanting to just suddenly be an artist?" Um, and so our program allows for that. Um, and so people that have never touched paint before can step into it and, and learn everything they need to know in one year and actually become a professional artist, which almost sounds too good to be true, but it, it really, we have fruit to prove it that people do it all the time. Um, but then we're also 
attracting a lot of people who um, have been painting for years and years. They, they probably have a lot of skill. Uh, maybe they even went to art school, but um, because there's so much, so many gaps in art school, particularly finding your style and, and knowing your voice and knowing how to market it, um, then we're, we're attracting people who do have skill and have been painting a while, but they just really don't know what their voice is or what their message is or, um, or, you know, really what their art's all about. And, um, and, and they don't know how to market it or build a business. So, uh, we, we have people that take the program that have, you know, even have a, an MFA, um, to people who, um, have already been a professional artist to some degree, but just not at the level that they want to be to brand new beginners that have never touched paint. And I know that sounds like, how is that possible that all these people are taking one, the same program? Like how can a program be, you know, work for everybody? And it, it just does. And, um, it, it, ta- it starts at the real basics of, you know, how to hold a pencil and draw from your shoulder uh, and not, you know, like this and, uh, and, you know, how to measure and, and draw in proportion, which could be a little bit of review for some people, but because it moves so quickly um, beyond that point, uh, they, they, they gain, you know, a lot from it, even in the skill building section. So how often do you enroll people? Is it just once a year, like the traditional academic kind of structure or, or, you know, is it open enrollment? And also tell me about how many hours people put in a week. Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, registration opens, um, from the first to the third of every month. Uh, so it's open for three days, every single month. Um, and we do that so that we can have um, good orientation and onboarding because it's not just an online program. We're an online school. So there's a whole community and, um, you know, there's we built out a social media for for um, these artists to participate and build community from all over the world. And uh, so they kind of begin as a cohort and uh, they have classmates and people that they get to know throughout the year. And so that's why we do it once a month. And, um, and it requires 20 to, to finish in a year, you would put 20 hours a week. Um, and that's including watching videos and doing, you know, creating. So, uh, for 20 hours a week, you can finish in a year and there's breaks built into it. Um, but, and if somebody wants to go faster, we know people that have done it in four and a half, five months in this complete immersive way where they're you know, spending 40, 50 hours a week, um, completely, you know, full on into it. Uh, and, and we know people that, you know, kind of go slower and maybe do it 10 hours a week. Uh, and it takes them a couple of years. And then you mentioned one part of the program is helping them, um, build their brand and build their business. Is that happening sort of partway through the technical, um, painting, side of it as well alongside that or is that kind of come as a separate I don't know module or semester after the event yeah it's um it's the last part because it's really hard to build a brand unless you know what your voice is um because your your brand you you are your brand not your art and so you you have to really know um deep down what your message is and what you're all about and um and really who you are so 
the voice section, which is the middle section, is um, a lot of self-discovery. And so we revisit all of that in the in the marketing section, beginning with branding and building a personal brand. And so once the branding section is through, then we go on to creating marketing collateral and teach you how to make all kinds of different marketing collateral based on that brand. Um, and then a marketing strategy, you know, how do you want to, what direction do you want to go in? Because there's so, the the art world's so diverse. There's so many directions you could go into. So um, we expose everybody to all those different markets within the art world. And uh, some, you know, you could go the more traditional route or or less traditional route or a mixture of the two. And that would be your, that's again, very personal it, it depends on your lifestyle, depends on your goals, uh, might even depend on what kind of artwork you're producing. You know, some artworks just not going to be, um, you know, uh, conducive to certain markets. So, um, and we introduce people to the different markets in the beginning of portfolio and at the end of voice section, um, there's a, there's a, a little, like section where we we talk about the decorative market versus the collectible market and then the conceptual market. And, you know, so they kind of know at that point, you know, what is the best direction for them uh, to start moving into? Love that. I think there is such a knowledge gap of like these different channels to market, isn't there, amongst a lot of artists that I have in my community as well, thinking that it's a really common idea that they think, well, we'll have, I'll get a gallery or a gallery will represent me. And I mean, I've even heard people think they'll give up their full-time job if they had gallery representation. And it's like, well, might be a while before you do that, right? There's so many different ways. And I think, yeah, just understanding the different markets, the different channels is such an important part of understanding that whole landscape. Um, can you tell me a bit more about um, Art Social? What is Art Social? Because I saw that on your website. Yeah. Um, so Art Social is a social media that we created uh, for artists and art lovers. And uh, so anything pertaining to art. And uh, it works, you know, similar to all the other social medias that are out there uh, where you artists can post their work. Um, and you kind of choose the kind of post that you want to make. Uh, maybe it's a discussion or it's a critique. You, so um, it has a little tag on the post. So people know, oh, I'm supposed to critique this or, oh, this is finished. Don't critique it, you know? And um, and so, you know, artists are able to post their art, uh, get feedback. They can join communities. There's different communities on there they can join. Um and we're introducing a new feature um, at the end. It'll it'll be at the end of this month, beginning of October, um, where artists will be able to actually sell their artwork. And we're not taking any percentage. We we're we're not responsible, you know. But we're pr providing the venue and the space for it. So um, that's a, a new feature coming out. And there's also like um, something that we have called uh, Art Club. So everything in art social is free, except for um, art club is $19 a month. And what that is, is a whole library of instructional videos. There's over 300 videos on there where they can learn everything from how to paint eyelashes to, you know, how to paint reflections in water or whatever. And so there's a whole library. There's a um, 
a reality show called Outstanding Artists that we produce. So there's two seasons of that that's on there. Um, so it's sort of edutainment where they can, you know, learn all kinds of different things about art and, you know, creating paintings, but also, um, you know, watch this really cool reality show. And then there's a monthly contests where they can win cash. So we give away um, five cash prizes uh, every every month and we give the prompt. Uh, so trying to think what it is. Last month it was um, painting, because a lot of people are painting women. So we, we had uh, paint a man. Um, so uh, a male subject. Um, was the was the prompt. Um, I think next month it's it's uh, about reflections. So um, so anyway, it changes every month and there's a, a competition. So there's a community winner where everybody votes and that's the person who wins and that prize is five hundred dollars. and uh, and then we have most sellable skills. There's different categories and winners for each of those, um, which we have judges that choose that. So that's a it's designed to keep artists motivated, inspired, working, um, painting. There's, there's a new prompt, a new challenge every month, um, to kind and then there's videos that, that support that challenge. So if you didn't know how to paint water reflections during reflection month, um, you can watch the video, learn, and then apply it and see, you know, how it comes out. So, um, so art club's really cool and that's on there. Cool. And then of course the mastery program's on there. So, um, so there's, there's educational material, um, all on this one app. Um, so it's, it's like social learning. And so is art social only for students of the Milan Art Institute or is that one? No, anybody, anybody anybody can be on there. Yeah, we have, um, we don't have, uh, 80,000 students, but there's 80,000 people on there. So love it. Uh, so I think there's going to be art collectors uh, and and more art appreciators uh, coming on there because we're we're beginning to run um, auctions and so we have kind of this um, and those are run on Art Social so all the people that we're attracting through our ads for these art auctions are art buyers and so they they have to get an account on Art Social in order to participate so that that's why we're introducing this feature. Uh, for artists to be able to sell their art because we know we're bringing in um, art buyers uh, that are buying art in these auctions. Love it. Ellie, thank you so much for your time today. I am going to add links to Milan Art Institute, Art Social and all the good things in the show notes. I am sure that uh, this episode is going to you know, have a lot of our listeners heading over to your site and checking out some of these classes. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, well, I really appreciate it. Thank you.